Thank you for joining Manners and Other Matters, the podcast which brings you all the insights you need to navigate the intricate world of modern manners and elegant living. I'm your host, Louise Percy, and I'm delighted to be your guide on this journey towards a more refined and gracious way of life. I'm here to share my knowledge and insights with you, and I will also be bringing in a lineup of experts from the worlds of etiquette and elegant living to share their wisdom and experiences. The art of etiquette isn't just about following a set of rigid, traditional rules. It's about fostering meaningful relationships, both in your personal and professional life. Whether you're dining with colleagues, entertaining guests, or simply striving for a more elegant lifestyle. Subscribe to Manners and Other Matters today, and let's explore the world of etiquette, manners, and the pursuit of elegance together. Hello, and welcome to Episode 5 of Manners and Other Matters. And do I ever have a treat for you today? Some years ago, I met an extraordinary woman. She'd just come down from Indonesia, and she was a great mutual friend of somebody that I'd met many years ago in Melbourne, judging fashion on the field at the Melbourne Cup. We became firm friends, and over the years, our our lives have intertwined because she's quite the gypsy with what she does. She's so stylish, her work and her family life have taken her around the world. And when I asked her to come on to this podcast, I said, I'd like to talk to you, if it's okay, Christine, about style and Christmas and all sorts of things stylish that have to do with Christmas, but not necessarily. And she sent me back this wonderful, wonderful set of notes from which we could speak. And it started off with, quoting Christine, I collect things during the year that give me pleasure. And I also want to share with my dearest friends at Christmas time or happy holiday time or whatever celebration you are having at the end of the year. Christine is very multicultural. I need to share with you that we haven't seen each other for some weeks now because Christine lives in another um, section of the state of Western Australia in which I live. And we're actually sharing a glass of very nice bubbles together in a Waterford glass as we speak to you. But Chrissy, you and I have been friends for a long time. I first met you when you came down from Indonesia. Why don't you just tell our listeners a little bit about you, where all this creativity came from? Thank you, Lois. I think I've been on many different journeys, Indonesia being one of my special happy places where I was fortunate enough to go as a very young woman. And I learned a lot uh, living in a multicultural society and such an artistic society as well, which was like a breath of fresh air for me. I had studied design in Sydney and I was fortunate enough to be working in Indonesia and I was also working with Chris and Joe there and doing other things with a lot of local friends that I made and we were able to create different products and enhance our lives, I guess. And textiles has always been a major thing for me. And Did I just interrupt you there? Did you actually say Christian Dior? Yes. Oh, that's what I thought you said. It sort of slipped off your tongue and then you were talking about all these other creative things that you did. What were you doing there? How did well, this all come about? One just happens to be in the right place at the right time, I guess, to a certain degree. I agree. And 
I was fortunate enough to be introduced to the people that were holding the franchise for Chris and Dior in Indonesia at the time. And they employed me as their buyer owner representative. So I used to spend several times a year, I would be in Paris for the shows, et cetera, which was all fascinating. And for me, with my background, mm-hmm. was an ultimate part of, and in so enjoying that it was amazing, really, that I, I think it was something that I possibly may not have achieved here in Australia. Mm-hmm. And so life takes you on a walk. And uh, do you see, just going back, you know, some years, do you see that those influences that you gained from being a young woman in an unfamiliar culture, dealing with a brand such as Christian Dior, do those standards still remain with you? Do those memories, have they impacted you and with the experiences that you've been able to pass on to other people and that you've had? Do you think that was a pivotal moment for you working with a French fashion house? Oh, absolutely. I, you know, I think I was in my early 30s. So it was a, a very strong period. And I was working with them when Mr. Ferre was in the house. And he, obviously, his love of textiles and embellishments was huge. And it was something that you just drew on. But that has taken me through with everything I do now. It's been fascinating. The embellishments, the fabrics, textiles are a part of my life. Mm. Fibre, I believe we all talk through fabric and we all are distinctive yeah. in the fabric and the threads that we wear. So it deal was very huge for me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've sort of seen that, you know, in the years that we've known each other, when I come and stay with you in Dunsborough, you have the most fabulous guest room in which I am absolutely luxuriously accommodated. But in the bookcase, you don't have books you have the most extraordinary range of fabrics, don't you, that I think you've collected from all around the world. Yes, all around the world, possibly predominantly Indonesia. Mm-hmm. And it's where cloth is still a very important talking point. And as I said, you know, it distinctly tells you about where a person is from, where their origin is from. You can tell by cloth. It's no different from people from Scotland. Exactly. Put a kilt on, we know where you're mm-hmm. from. Mm-hmm. And also, I think is a, a major point. In yeah, it, it really yeah. is, isn't it? And I think even in um, in wrapping, it doesn't matter whether it's shrouds going back to Egyptian times and before. Mm-hmm. The wrappings are, are just so important. Yeah. So, I want to move on, having known you for some time, about your packaging for Christmas because your packaging for Christmas is or other holidays. You are very multicultural and you mm-hmm. you understand the cultural holidays for so many different um, nations, cultures, etc. Your gift wrapping for anything is extraordinary and it is something that if I see, if you've been overseas, etc., and I've received a gift for my birthday or sometimes you're just such a wonderful friend, you send me a gift for no reason at all. And I know that when I see your name on the package as I open it, I know that something beautiful is going to occur when I open it. So can I throw to you about what gives you your inspiration for your packaging? I think really it's everything that's around me. Mm. I believe I look and I try to be a sponge. I see things. It's like, you know, this year I've, I've been living in the southwest of Australia and, you know, the landscape. The colours, it all changes. 
for me, it's a color palette. And so when I'm considering wrapping a gift for a friend, I look at the color palette and how they will play off each other Mm. and not necessarily blend. One can hit it and it it will come back at you. And I think about the person that I'm giving it to. That comes from knowledge of how well you know someone. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, one always has to be mindful of different occasions when you possibly don't know someone that well. Mm -hmm. But fortunately, you know, when I I go to town on these things, I usually go to town with my friends. So I know their homes. I know them very well. So, and I love, uh, a part of my downtime is actually creating that dream of a story of a fantasy that is going to be this year at Christmas. And one of the things I know that you absolutely adore doing through the year and for wherever I visited you in Port Douglas or Jakarta or Jog Jakarta or wherever it is, you're a bowerbird. You collect yes, <laughs> You collect things all the time. It doesn't matter whether they're beautiful feathers. It doesn't matter whether they're, as I say, you know, as we've discussed, pieces of fabric. It's almost like you have a vision in your mind of what you want to create for each one of your different friends and for other circumstances. Maybe it's people with whom you work in the lovely boutiques in which you you manage. You are a bowerbird. And I think for a gypsy, because you've got to tell our listeners how many countries you've lived in in the last, oh, 12 years. Oh, gosh, I have to be three or four, with, with several different or, locations exactly within Exactly, within the same within country. Within those countries, yes, and, definitely. And because we're and such... across continents, yes. <laughs> And because we're such great friends, I have tried to visit you there. Absolutely. And wherever you are, and there's always Christine's Bowerbird Corner almost, where she's just picked up these wonderful things and they become inspirational for her. And not only in decorating the homes that she lives in, as a gypsy, taking things around the world with her husband. But somehow or other, there seems to be a commonality of style, which I think as soon as I walk into one of your your homes that I've never seen before, I see this amazing ability to put together fabrics, obviously, your textures, your colours, your simplicity back with something that's relative to the country in which you're living. Where does all that come from? Just what I see around me, I think, Mm. to be honest, and opening one's mind. I think for myself going to Indonesia as a very young uh, woman, I opened my mind and people taught me things that I had no idea existed and they showed me colours and they, they showed me so many different things that I just absorbed. And so now for me, when I walk down the street, I see whether it's a leaf coming off the tree I don't always know what I'm going to do with it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter. But I know it has to come home with me. <laughs> and it, my, my partner will say to me, darling, what are you doing? And I said, no, no, it's all right. It's just got There's me. a reason. It's got its little box in the study and it will be fine. And all of a sudden, it's like if i creating something for yourself, for example, I'm just going to have a look in the box and I'm going to think about the ways and what makes me feel something special this year and something different. And that's where you you pull it together is, I guess, for me. I mean, I spend a lot of time merchandising with fabrics and clothing. And so it's like a second nature Mm -hmm. to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. But I think is opening one's eyes 
Mm. You know, whether it's the frame around the picture, that's the most exquisite green. Mm. Now, is that my palette for Christmas this year? I don't know. See, my palette actually, as it is this Christmas, is pink and red with just the slimmest touch of green and a splash of gold. And I've got to ask, because everybody will be wanting to know this, is it pink because it's a Barbie year or is it pink because you've got some other influence happening? There was a little bit of Barbie in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought, why not, hey? Oh, it's it, 2023, let's go Barbie. Well, I really, yeah. you know, as you well know, I'm a bit of a pink girl anyway, whether it's a Barbie year or not. So uh-huh. I'm absolutely delighted that I might be getting gifts from you that uh, have a pink palette to well, them. Well, I think that's the whole point is recognising, you know, when you look at your friends, look at the colour of their lipstick, look at the colour of their nail polish. It will tell you where you're going and you will you'll see something in that. It's the frames of their glasses or their sunglasses and something will stand out for you that you'll go, yes, actually, it's not, so, it's not about me, but I know that person. Yeah. And I can see it because it's their go-to. Yeah, yeah. You know? And that's where you just sort of, you draw that little link and they will pick up on that. As soon as they see it, they go, yeah, it's instantly exciting and pleasurable for them to see it. Do you also, when you're, you know, let's say you're looking at the friends that you're going to be gift wrapping for, do you also look at their culture? Do you listen to their accent? Because, of course, you're uh, multilingual, so language is also part of what you do. And I know that when I've seen you at various times when you're speaking in a tongue which is not English, your demeanor changes, your hand actions might change, even your eye movements change. And to me, this is a really important empathetic component of etiquette anyway, mm-hmm. in that you know, you're not necessarily referencing everybody and everything else that they're doing, but you're being empathetic with it. And I think that what you probably, or what I think that you do, when you're actually talking about style in any level, and you've talked about this with regard to me being pink, et cetera, but you're very empathetic about what you think, but you're also very empathetic about the environment, aren't you? Because you're somebody who's very, very much concerned about the unnecessary amount of packaging, which is yourself and which is why you love using your fabrics, for example. Absolutely. And, you know, being able to travel to Japan so many times, and we all know uh, the Japanese and their, their love of cloth. So it's an alternative mm. to wrapping a gift. Is sometimes uh, if I buy some napkins, rather than wrapping the gift in paper, I love to use a box, I must say, mm. because it, it just makes the present look better. And it's but, so nice to receive, yes, I have to say. <laughs> recycle your boxes. Keep those boxes. Mm-hmm. And I have a collection of them that I recycle, use those, and then wrap them. And I will often use a napkin or a piece of fabric to wrap that I think mm. a friend will enjoy as well. And it becomes also, as you said, we're trying to be conscious of not using things unnecessarily, mm-hmm. perhaps. And I like to use, I receive some beautiful packages from friends myself and sometimes the paper, which I always keep. And I will, and ribbons. I will re- yes, and <laughs> ribbons. But I will reuse those 
for another friend that I know loves as much mm. as we all do. And I think it's like a sharing mm. of something yeah. that when someone spends so much time to look mm. at a paper or the ribbon or whatever, it's the coming together. Obviously, the gift is important, but it's just sharing that thing with you. I agree. And I know that you are also so particular. You have beautiful handwriting and you also choose the cards and the stationery that you will include with your gift very cautiously, don't you? The things that, that I've received from you over the years, I mean, as I say, you know, your handwriting is beautiful, but you take a lot of time to choose the appropriate stationery to go with the gift and the language that you always put in your note is somehow seems to be when I receive anything from you, whether it doesn't matter where you've been in the world and I receive a gift, I hear you talking to me. And I think that that's one of the joys of receiving a gift, which is very generously offered. And obviously your style is coming through in every aspect of that. Now, we can't all do that with Christmas, can we? No. And or whatever the end of year celebrations are or, or whatever it's going to be. But you sometimes change it up a bit, don't you? And you look at gifts which might be experiences, but you also, when you're close to somebody like me, and we are going to be sharing some time over the at the end of the year, I know this year, your cheese biscuits are just <laughs> renowned. But the way that you package them for us, so a homemade gift is just as important as anything else. But the packaging is as well, isn't it, Chrissy? It is. Well, I think to start with, you know, the biscuits uh, or whatever it is mm. that you do is a sign to my friends that I've actually taken the time mm -hmm. to do it. And because they're special to me, that's why I do it. And I've mm -hmm. sent them all over the country, but I'll choose a container to go with them. And I think that is something, a little piece of me that goes to you. Yeah. And if you and I then are on the phone sharing a little sip of something, thank you. That is very inelegant, by the way, yes, to actually do a click over a microphone with yes, a glass of beautiful be champagne. But yes. um, excuse us, yes. please, listeners. We're having really, really good fun together with this first interview yeah. of many that we'll be having on the podcast. I do remember sending you from Port Douglas cheese biscuits and, and <laughs> we did the same thing. Yeah. yeah. So from across the country, we can talk to each other and you can share a moment. Yeah. With and, I, and I find that to be really special. And it's spending that extra little bit of time mm. to do something yourself. A, li a little bit of something yes. extra. Anyway, we've got, some, we've got some weeks before we get to the end of year season. And so I just want to thank Christine Simmons. All her links will be in the show notes for sharing so much of what I know is so special about her because you'll see her in the photos. Christine is just the essence of style and elegance, but in, in the most natural way, in the way that enables us to understand that elegance is actually an attitude. It's not how we're born. It's how we choose to live our lives. And kindness, consideration, respect and empathy, as you all know, are the most important components for elegance. 
and living an elegant lifestyle generously. So thank you all for listening. Until next time, and yes, there will be more interviews with Christine. Thank you so much for joining me today. Your time and attention are greatly appreciated, and I hope you've found our discussion both enlightening and inspiring. If you've enjoyed our conversation and want to stay connected with us on this journey of elegance and refinement, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on your favourite podcast platforms. And why not share the wisdom with your friends and family? Etiquette is best enjoyed when it's a shared experience after all. And for all the latest updates, behind-the-scenes moments and exclusive content, be sure to follow the Percy Institute on Facebook and Instagram. And please also do join my Facebook group. It's called The Elegance Club and you'll get exclusive offers and bonuses. Remember, the pursuit of a more elegant life is a continuous journey and I'm delighted to share your journey. Feedback and engagement mean the world to me here So please keep those comments, questions and suggestions coming. I love hearing from you. So until next time, my dear listeners, stay graceful, stay kind, and may your life be filled with elegance and joy. Thank you for being a part of Manners and Other Matters. Goodbye for now.